Greetings, Arlington. Welcome to Grace in 30 Live on WERALP, Arlington, 96.7 FM. My name is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietry. Sal, how are you today? Doing great, Ed. Doing great. Look, uh, we're going to be joined this evening by Dr. Andy Semmel, uh, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, um, who's here to talk about his favorite Arlington nonprofit, uh, AFAC, the Arlington Food Assistance Program. Uh, Andy's running a little bit late, but uh, he'll be with us momentarily. You know, what What interests me, Ed, when we uh, started lining up these guests, and you know, when you and I started this show, we, we started talking about how this was a higher purpose grace. This is really a higher purpose, a calling that all of us have to help and serve uh, in this community and to help our neighbors. And what really interested me is that, you know, you and I have been on the air now for the past six weeks, and there's been this reoccurring theme about hunger. And, and it really struck me that, you know, this is really at the one of the basis of what we consider grace. I mean, if, if someone comes to your home, if you greet someone, you know, often food or a drink of water or some, some symbolism of friendship and welcomeness is accompanied in this. And so, you know, in the past six weeks, we've heard from, you know, a former homeless person on the meaning of a, a simple kind word and a hot meal every day, from community leaders who felt compelled to, you know, champion a 2016 food fight where 25,000 volunteers prepared five million meals in one weekend for starving children and a local fireman whose encounters with starving children on an island in Haiti compelled him to now feed and educate 240 kids daily in Haiti. Uh, but today we're going to go right in our own backyard here in affluent Arlington. We're going to talk about hunger in this community because, yes, it exists. Um, we're going to talk about AFAC, an organization that uh, maybe many of our millennials, many, many of the folks who transition in and out of this community have never heard of, but have been, AFAC has been a backbone of this community uh, for almost 25 years. If you have some questions uh, about AFAC, uh, if you have some questions for Ed and I, um, you know, please feel free to, uh, to send them to us at Twitter at GraceIn30. Before we uh, talk about AFAC, though, we want to remind listeners about the call to action issued last week by our guest, Tim Sample. He's the CEO of 72 Africa, a nonprofit rolling out sustainable peace initiatives in Africa. Uh, Tim invited us to extend grace, a basically unmerited favor to other people. He challenged us to get out of the mode of simply writing a check when you see something happening and to find an issue that resonates with you and to work to address the root cause of that issue either by developing a solution yourself or supporting organizations that are doing so. Uh, he wants to change the conversation from reacting to issues to preventing them. He also invited our listeners to build to a building sustainable peace conference that his organization will be hosting in September. And you can find out more about that conference at the 72africa.org website. That's 72africa.org or on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Grace in 30. Um, again, we'll be talking about, we're hoping to be joined by Andy any minute now, uh, but uh, we want to talk about AFAC, which is a local 25-year-old uh, nonprofit whose mission is to provide supplemental groceries to our Arlington neighbors in need. Uh, they operate 18 sites throughout the county uh, that serve nearly 2,200 families each week. So I know, Sal, that you've actually done some work uh, with that organization. 
Um, and maybe you can talk a little bit about your experiences there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you, you look at people who volunteer at an organization like AFAC, and, and what impresses me, you know, I, I got in, you know, years ago, I will tell you, I was what is now called a millennial, right? I was, I was single. Um, I was in my 20s. I moved to Arlington because it was cool. It was hip. But, I, you know, I wanted to get involved in the community. And uh, some friends of mine who were, you know, again, young and, and were interested in, in the same things we, had gotten me connected with AFAC. And so I went down there um, to the South Arlington, to the main center, um, and I'll tell you, you get down there and volunteer, you will feel incredible um, uh, commitment of the volunteers down there. You'll work, uh, you'll work hard. Um, they're, they're busy down there. There's a lot going on in terms of uh, receiving in food, uh, in terms of stocking shelves, uh, in terms of just the preparation for the sheer number of people that come through AFAC's door. Uh, and I can tell you, I was down there. I, I remember vividly um, not only all the hard work that went into it, the groceries, the produce, etc., but just the people as they came through, um, how grateful they were that there was an organization like AFAC um, to help them. And, and really, they're in the business of providing supplemental groceries um, to people of all walks of life who do qualify for their program. And uh, I went back several times, and just the, the hands-on experience with the people who were there uh, coming for food just just really made me feel good. It is one of the finest organizations in Arlington County. And and I'll tell you some other things just, just about the sense of the statistics of AFAC. Because, you know, Arlington's a small community. We, we actually are the smallest county in the United States. Uh, there's a, about a quarter of a million or so people who live here. But, and, and, you know, we think of Arlington as sort of this affluent community um, you know, rich with educated millennials and, and high paying jobs, etc. But, you know, AFAC hands out about 4.3 million pounds of food to families in need, uh, you know, each year and did so last year. And what is interesting here is that 35% of those are children. And so if you think of our communities here in Arlington, if you're involved in, in the schools at all, like I am involved in the PTAs, you know, you realize that we do have a, uh, a minority populations in many of our schools throughout the county, but but also we have people of, of different backgrounds who, you know, benefit from the help of AFAC and that, that children uh, are among those. They are 35% of, of all the people there uh, served our children. And, and that takes us to another set of the population in Arlington that's often overlooked, our elderly residents. Uh, we have a number of people who live in this county who age in place to the point where um, you know they are still able to live in these little salt box houses that we have, but you know they they also need assistance, uh, and so they make up about thirty percent of the people in their care. And and I'll tell you, for a lot of adults who are, you know elderly who are living here on a budget, um, sometimes it's a choice between buying medicine or, or food, and AFAC steps into that void, uh, providing that food and allowing people to. Uh, to get the daily medicines that they need, you know, at the drugstore. So it's it's an incredible organization. Yeah, it's it reminds me of we had guests on uh, several weeks ago who were working for the uh, 2016 food fight, and so they were very focused on starving children overseas, children that if they didn't get food, they would they would literally die. But there are different classes of hunger, uh, and I know that um, AFAC has a term they use called food insecurity 
which describes the uncertainty of simply not knowing where your next meal is going to come from or if it will come. And there, there are children and, and elderly people like this in the community. A lot of them are very hardworking folks who, um, you know, don't certainly feel shame at the fact that they need this help and, uh, you know, sometimes hesitate to ask for it because of that. I was actually reading on the website about a gentleman named Kent Davis at the AFAC website who had a long, a very productive uh, career. And uh, he, he, he just happened to live a long time. He had a, a failed business venture. And he got to the point where he outlived his savings and he needed this sort of supplemental food to help him to, to get by. And he's incredibly thankful for, uh, for AFAC and the work that it does providing this food. So Ed, Jim Haynes is here. He says, uh, Ed, I'm here as listening as promised. So uh, <laughs> Jim, uh, thanks for being a loyal listener. And uh, hopefully you're, uh, you're uh, motivated to find the AFAC in your community as well. You know, I'll, I'll share another story um, about my experiences at AFAC and just in general about uh, what I call certain misperception of the type of folks who receive aid from these types of organizations. You know, back when I came here in 2000, I, uh, I ran the English as a Second Language program uh, for Catholic Charities, the Hogar Hispano program there at St. Charles Borromeo, um, and, and started meeting some folks there. And, and a number of these folks, uh, there was a gentleman in particular who came up to me, and in his native country, which I think might have been Bolivia at the time, he he said, you know, look, I was a CPA. I was an accountant. And, and the gentleman was probably in his late 60s or 70s. And, you know, there he was um, saying, you know, the work he had in this country was so hard. You know, he was working a jackhammer. He was working construction. And, you know, I saw him uh, maybe three or four weeks later when I did a volunteer stint at AFAC. And, and, you know, just the look on his face. I mean, look, some people are in survival mode. And, and if it wasn't for organizations like AFAC... Uh, you know, they just wouldn't get by. And it's very difficult when people come to this country. You know, they, they, you know, we think that people come here for security, but, but in fact, they're actually leaving something that is secure and known to them, their homeland, the place that they've grown up and lived their entire lives. And they're coming here to the United States, which is completely uncertain. And they don't have jobs, and they're trying to get in, you know, basic survival. And it's groups like AFAC that step into that void and make that happen. Some more statistics um, in terms of food insecurity across the United States. Uh, it's estimated that 33 million people are in that, that state. Um, here in Arlington County, it's about 7.2% of the population. That's 14,900 people. And again, uh, the estimates are that 9,400 children in Arlington are food insecure. So it's a significant problem. And, uh, you know, when you have to make a choice between paying the rent and food or, or medicines and food, it's nice to have someone, uh, some organization there that cares and can help you through a rough patch. That's right. Yeah, a absolutely. Um, you know, I want to take another minute here and talk about uh, another program that AFAC has called Backpack Buddies. And again, this is, uh, you know, a way that they're providing um, for school children, again, uh, you know, weekend and holiday meal packs um, to help those who have food insecurity. So kids who, you know, are able to maybe uh, split that food up and bring it in their packed lunch or bring it as a snack, perhaps, to school uh, or on the way to and from school. I mean, that's a big boost for these kids. You know, the other thing I think, you know, when we think about these types of organizations that deal with with food to the to folks who are in need we often think of this as like sea rations right we think back to sort of the mash episodes where people are eating these very high carb 
um, meals. And in fact, AFAC has something called the choice model. And I don't know if you touched on this, but this is where, um, you know, they have a model in the type of food that they're offering. So, for example, they will offer uh, fresh vegetables uh, if that's something that you want. Um, they have 1% milk or 2% milk um, as a low-fat option uh, available to families. They'll have things that, you know, they can take home that have shelf life. And and so wh- what that's really done, this choice model, is, is one, it's providing the kind of healthy food that these people need because, you know, a lot of these folks, is, and I don't want to stereotype anyone, but if you're, you know, I, I've seen in a lot of communities where people are working two or three jobs. And so eating food that's not healthy isn't going to help them uh, in, in that effort. So, you know, they provide a nutritious uh, program, healthy, low-fat programs are available, but also food they can take home that they know the families are going to enjoy. The second thing that does is it really reduces waste, right? So there's less food that's thrown out. Um, it saves on expenses, and it, it really gives, you know, AFAC an opportunity to then, you know, be cost-efficient in what their, their mission is. Uh, take a, just a brief break here. Uh, you're listening to Grace in 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. Uh, we were hoping to be joined by Dr. Andy Semmel, former Deputy Ex- Assistant Secretary of State and a longtime volunteer at the Arlington Food Assistance Center, uh, which is a community-based nonprofit that provides supplemental groceries to our Arlington neighbors in need. Yeah, it's a, we're back, and you know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the demographics, and and again, just share some stories of folks who uh, who come from AFAC, and you know, I I know that uh, you know, there's a woman down there who comes and in to receive food, and and I believe she's of Chinese descent, and you know, she's a biologist in her native country, and you know, is is doing the best she can in this country to try and and, and make ends meet. You know, there's a gentleman down there who's an avid reader. If you talk to uh, a number of the volunteers there at AFAC, they'll say he's always reading books and always asking people, you know, what's going on and, uh, you know, sharing that. And, and really, it, it brings to mind that, that hard times can hit all of us. Um, you know, I, I certainly grew up, uh, you know, in the Rust Belt era in Pittsburgh, outside, outside of Pittsburgh. And I can tell you that, you know, when the mills closed there, uh, you know, a lot of people were out of work and a lot of hardworking people, maybe they were second generation families, um, you know, were, were out of work and there was no work. I mean, you went from periods of time where, you know, it was almost like a light switch. There were 10,000 people in our town and, and when the mill closed, uh, you know, there were maybe 500 that had jobs in that mill and the, and the rest were out of work and, and people were trying to stay there very much like by many of the people who come to AFAC who are, who are you know, not, uh, you know, from this country. But, you know, that happened a lot in, in the areas of Pittsburgh and Cleveland where people stayed in areas where they knew certainty, uh, where their families, their churches, their communities were, but there was no work there. And so eventually they, they had to move on. But I can tell you, you know, I remember um, growing up, and I'll, I'll say this with no shame, that, you know, there were, there were uh, you know, food lines in our town and, you know, people, we ate the, the government cheese, you know, that came in, uh, came in and, and, uh, you know, we may do with, with the best we could, uh, for many years. And, you know, I, I would liken many of the people who come to AFAC are in that very situation, uh, albeit that they're, they're coming here from another country. Um, you know, so let's, let's not forget that in fact, uh, just because, uh, we want to consider that people from AFAC who, who take part in AFAC are in fact, you know, 
not from this country or that they don't share our common background. There are a lot of people in this country, um, you know, who, who have been born here who have gone through hard times. And we've seen that. And we've seen that, you know, periods of, of leveraging things like food relief and other things help people get it back on their feet uh, while they're making a transition maybe out of state or to another career. Um, so this is, this is not something that we should look down upon. This is, in fact, a critical uh, part of our community and something that you know, has been a part of this Arlington community for 25 years. So we are now joined by Andy. It's great to see him. And, see and this is, I've got to say, this is the uh, community radio. <laughs> when you have a delay and you're live, uh, these sort of things happen. And now Sal and I are learning more and more lessons. But Andy, thank you for coming. I'm sorry you were delayed. Um, as I mentioned, Andy had a long, distinguished career in public service, focusing on foreign policy and national security issues, including serving as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for Nuclear Nonproliferation from 2003 to 2007. Uh, but the big thing he was joining us to talk about today was serving at AFAC since 2008 he's been there. So, uh, Andy, we don't have a ton of time left, but um, wanted to just maybe dive into some core questions. I think we've been addressing some of the basics so far on the show, and I think we wanted to maybe ask you some questions about maybe some of the things you'd like to say to the listening audience about the people who receive services from here, maybe some notions you'd like to dispel or anything. Well, thanks, and I apologize for being, for being late, um, but let me just tell you that working at AFAC is an absolute joy. Uh, it's very self-fulfilling, and uh, I enjoy it. I treat uh, my volunteer work there as uh, uh, anything uh, else I would treat as a, a must-do, because I think um, it's important that uh, I contribute to my community through the, uh, my volunteering at AFAC. Uh, the people who are there um, who come on a regular basis, I volunteer once a week, so I see mostly the same uh, same people who come in uh, for picking up their uh, food uh, at, at AFAC. Uh, it's an interesting group. Um, I got to know them because I work on the uh, out front where I check, check in the clients as they come in. And um, I'm surprised at the, uh, the variety of people. I think I've talked to um, others about um, uh, the fact that most of them, first of all, I should say, uh, from a personality standpoint, are very polite, very grateful, um, very appreciative of the work that AFAC uh, does on their behalf, uh, and uh, say so. Uh, they're very expressive in that regard. It, it's interesting, the, the panoply of people who do come in is, is, is interesting. I was um, telling somebody the other day that, um, let, me, let me give you a sort of a sample. Uh, one day I was working at the front desk and a gentleman came up to me, he's an American, and it's the same gentleman that once lobbied me uh, when I worked in the U.S. Senate as a staffer. Hmm. Uh, there he was uh, uh, on the food line um, and we had a nice conversation. We have a good conversation every time he comes in. There's uh, a woman, an elderly woman, um, who uh, I understand had a background as a chemist or a biologist. Um, years ago, um, uh, a Chinese-American woman. Um, there's a, a lawyer um, uh, with a very distinguished record um, whose law firm, I think, collapsed. Um, it turns out uh, it has special interest to me but because both he and his wife are also graduates of the University of Michigan where I got my PhD, which is, makes it even more interesting. So there's interesting people uh, like that. Um, that uh, sort of defy the logic and the stereotype of those who are coming in. 
Um, and there, many of them are very interesting. I strike up conversations about their family, uh, about their lives, uh, because everybody, everybody uh, in any walk of life uh, is a person of interest, as a person of value, and it's important to be able to let those uh, people who come to AFAC uh, uh, be aware of the fact that they are of interest uh, uh, beyond the fact that they are a client there because of who they are and what they do and what their value system is and the like. Now tell us a little bit, you and I got together, how did you first get involved? I mean, you were finishing up at the State Department, uh, you know, you probably could have been on the boards of, of a dozen companies at that time. What, what kind of drew you to this hands-on AFAC volunteering? Well, I am on the boards of <laughs> a number of places. Um, AFAC, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a very simple story, but maybe complex as well. As um, soon as I retired from the State Department, the U.S. government, after 20-some years, uh, most of which I was dealing in the, in the realm of foreign policy and national security, which means involvement with uh, uh, other countries, uh, peoples in other countries and so forth, I wanted to do something locally. Uh, I wanted to do something because I could. I simply had the ability, I had more time, um, and um, something uh, attracted me to uh, AFAC because they were doing uh, and providing food for people who are in need. Um, and you know, having food um, and basic sustenance um, is the starting basis for having some kind of quality of life. Um, and I made contact with uh, the people at AFAC. They uh, always welcoming volunteers. They're able to survive. I think uh, because of volunteers who provide resources for them that are you know, unpaid. Um, so um, uh, it, it was an interest I had simply because I felt there was a need. I felt I could help fulfill some of that need uh, now that I had a little more time post-government service. And um, uh, making contact with them was very easy. And they initially asked me to do some basic work in the back rooms, filling, uh, sorting out goods, bagging beans, uh, things like that. And all of a sudden, I ended up in the front desk where I check in the people who come in in the morning, which is a, was a great switch for me at AFAC because I got to know the clients personally, uh, recognize them, their names, recognize their faces, recognize some of the kids that they, they bring with them. Uh, so it was um, an effort to as I say, invest in my community uh, after investing in uh, our foreign policy and national security for, for years and years. Yeah, and you brought up a great point when we talked that, you know, hunger is something that, that is universal. In essence, that, that you, you mentioned the, the, this great quote that, you know, people leave things that are secure to come to a place where there actually is insecurity and how AFAC steps into that role. I mean, what are your thoughts on that in terms of just you know the, the the populations that come here and some of their some of their struggles and how AFAC kind of steps in and helps them. Well, the United Nations, the United States, has been a country of immigrants, except for the indigenous uh, American Indian. We've been populated from people from all over the world, um, and to me, it's one of the uh, against putting on my foreign policy hat. Uh, uh, if you want to have an indicator of how important. A country is viewed by the rest of the world. One of them is asked the question: How many people are coming here, as opposed to how many people are leaving for someplace else? Right. And they're they're here because um, uh, for a variety of reasons. One, um, the problems where they're coming from are horrendous. We know that uh, in Central America, 
the problems of gang warfare and violence are extraordinary, pushing people away. Uh, it's oftentimes the push as much as the pull that uh, brings people to the United States. They come here because they, they may think there's uh, other family. They may think there's job opportunities. They may come here because uh, they have the freedom to express themselves, to start new businesses. Uh, it's, it's amazing, by the way, um, that um, so many of the startup businesses in the United States, uh, I would say close to 50% of the new startups come from immigrants who've been come to this country uh, and were not able for one reason or another to have that kind of uh, freedom and that kind of opportunity, that kind of license, if you will, to start up businesses in their own countries, but find it's much easier to do it here. And so they create jobs in, in many respects here in the United States and create opportunities. So there's a lot of a push-pull factor here. Um, uh, situation at home, where they come from, uh, are uh, uh, dangerous in some cases, um, or they're impoverished, uh, <clears throat> or there's um, uh, civil conflict, as, as the case may be. And the United States is a haven, as it always has been for our entire history. You talked about uh, you know some ways that people can in this community can help out, and and one of the interesting things you talked about was just donating food, or even uh, you know if you're a green thumb and you're growing a big garden, you you is how can people get involved in that respect? They can kind of bring food to fact just without the grocery stores or others doing that, right? It's it's amazing how the American people are so generous. There, there's AFAC runs a pro program called Plot Against Hunger, a very clever terminology. <laughs> And uh, I participated in that because I love gardening. And uh, I've contributed over the years from my garden of the, the large portion of what I've grown, which I love to do, to AFAC. Uh, keep, keep enough to make my own tomato sauce for pasta and things like that. Um, and but people do that on, strictly on a volunteer basis. Um, AFAC provides seeds up front, uh, provides advice on gardening, um, and uh, and things like that. So there's a there's an opportunity for every individual who has an opportunity to grow things to contribute. There's an opportunity for everybody in this community to voluntarily make donations um, of uh, food and foodstuffs to um, to AFAC. Um, there are various food drives that that are that take place um, uh, in in uh, in Arlington uh, that the Boy Scouts help out, the mailmen help out. Um, and so uh, donations uh, in terms of actual food or donations in terms of um, uh, cash uh, are really what sustain AFAC. So Andy, um, we're, we're winding down. We didn't have a lot of time. I'd Sorry love to chat that. with you a lot more. <laughs> we got about a minute left. I certainly want to make sure that we give you some time to issue a call to action for the general listener and then specifically relating to people who want to help out our neighbors who are hungry. Yes. I, I, what I would say is, I, I reiterate a point I mentioned before, is that it's important to invest in your community. It's important to do things at the grassroots level uh, in your community, um, whatever that may be. Uh, it could be participating in your PTA. It could be engaged in the interfaith dialogue uh, between uh, churches and mosques, mosques and uh, synagogues. It could be any number of things that one can do to, uh, to help out your community. I would say one thing, I think I mentioned to you both, that one of the reasons I volunteered is I wanted to do something for myself. Um, volunteering and doing things uh, that are other-directed, social psych psychologists have pointed out, is a very healthy thing 
for one's, one's psyche, one's emotions, and so forth. There's a lot of research, there's some neurology and everything else, um, that um, doing other directed uh, charitable times of, type of work is very self-fulfilling right. uh, in terms of one's image and one's self um, uh, 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 feelings and, and, and the like. So, um, I mean, you, I, you bring for, up a good point here that you know this is a simple example of grace. You know, when people ask us what, what what is the grace of this story, and we always tell people, you're going to know it when you see it. It's this higher purpose of, of just helping people, and and how everyone's so angry in this country these days about this and that, and even in Arlington County, we're in these sort of fights about parks and things like that and one way to kind of make yourself feel good is to go down the street and talk to an elderly neighbor help somebody who who wants that kind of help who would who otherwise you know you know it, and it makes you feel good every day absolutely absolutely so i'm uh, sorry to cut this off we're going to have to have you come back definitely okay um we just have a few more moments so i just want to say this is ed Melick and sal dietry signing off from grace in 30 on w-e-r-a-l-p arlington 96.7 fm have a great night and please be sure to tune into grace